something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I'm your host, John Age. Thanks for being with us today in the not-so-wee hours of the PM once again. we got a great guest coming up. we got Scott Bennett, so please stick around for that. In case you have not already done so, please check out anomicage.com. Like all the likes, subscribe, the all the subscriptions, and share the links, friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. You can go down to the bottom there, get the free newsletter, iPhone app, Android app, that's all for free. As well, if you want to be a patron, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. You can become a patron, you can make it a one-time thing, as little or as much as you want. It's all greatly appreciated here at the Anomic Age. Without further ado, let me get into Scott Bennett's bio for just a bit, and then we'll slide him right on in, and we'll have a great show discussing mm, everything. <laughs> the downfall of Western civilization and psychological operations and good grief, so much more. Scott Bennett is a U.S. Army Special Operations Officer, 2nd Lieutenant 11th Psychological Operations Battalion, Civil Affairs Psychological Operations Commander, and Global Psychological Counterterrorism Analyst, formerly with defense contractor Booz Allen Hamilton. I think that's about it. <laughs> Scott, how are you, sir? Mr. Scott, Got it. thank Very you. Good to be with you. I'm honored once again. Oh, my goodness, man. The pleasure's all mine. I mean, your bio says it all, and I often refer back to this whole melage of stuff as being a, a psychological operation so you're the the perfect gentleman to talk to you we should have been talking way more often i think because it's gotten a lot crazier since we last talked i was looking at the dates and i couldn't believe it it was it's been three years a little bit more than that since we last talked yeah yeah there's there's been a lot of meltdowns and explosions on the jig, jigsaw puzzle of life that uh, i look forward to trying to reassemble with you and uh, perhaps, you know, we should begin by a history of what's occurred, you know, in the last uh, four to six years to sum it up, you know, where we are now. So I'll let you uh, open us up and we'll just start firing 50 caliber. Man, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, just the last few years, I know when we were emailing back and forth, I was like, yeah, I'd love to talk about the COVID thing because that, I mean... Good grief, we could get off on how that's a psychological operation for, you know, a three-day three, three day course just talking about that. But, I mean, it, it since really then, I mean, we've if got... If you break it down like this, I, I would break it down like a Lord of the Rings saga where you have Act 1, the Fellowship of the Ring, Act 2, the Two Towers, and Act 3, the Return of the King. Yeah. Not to suggest Trump is going to be the king returning, although... Part of me hopes that it would happen that way, and I know there's a large school of thought, uh, you know, petitioning and praying for that to happen, which is always a potential. But if we start from the beginning of this, we saw, and I'll go as quickly as we can, but 
we saw Donald Trump being erected as president because the American people were tired of the establishment, the effeminate Lindsey Graham types, the George Bush and Jeb Bush establishment Nazis that have been running drugs and the 9-11 juggernaut of military conquest since 2001, the destruction of the American Republic. And, and uh, this really, of course, started... Before that, The Hobbit, if you will, was 1990 to 2000 with uh, uh, Reagan descending into the sunset like King Arthur on the raft going to Valhalla or wherever. And I loved Reagan. And then we had this Mordor king of uh, George Bush Sr., the pot child pedophile uh, you know, guy and has got yep. connections to the Kennedy assassination and then you had Clinton, Bill Clinton come in, the CIA asset, and then all hell went, all hell unleashed. America just went down the toilet bowl from there. You had don't ask, don't tell. You had the weakening of the military. You had the transformation of the military from a, uh, you know, a, a, quote, democracy preserving force to now a military juggernaut against Russia. That's a very significant point. I've talked with Scott Ritter about this. And America shifted gears after the fall of the Soviet Union to not embrace Russia as a uh, you know prodigal son that could have theoretically come into the community of European uh, peoples and culture, and you could have had a wonderful healing and bonding and and uh, you know a celebratory spirit. And instead of that, you had a predatory rape and pillage and dismember attitude and policy. Uh, uh, from the CIA and from the military, and uh, from 1990 until 2000, we w raped and pillaged and and uh, destroyed uh, Russia as far as we could. You know, using the puppet Yeltsin and bought his election. I mean, I, it's a good thing to be a little bit gray in the beard because we can afford to revisit history, and we have a clarity that nobody else has. Most of these, you know, people under. 40 weren't even born in these times, but I remember it. I remember mm -hmm. the night 80s and 90s very, very clearly. And uh, we we embarked on this aggressive policy towards Russia. We were bombing Yugoslavia. We're violently expanding NATO. And as a result, Putin came into power because, uh, you know, God sort of shifted the winds of fortune and wanted to preserve the Russian Orthodox, conservative, traditional family values people. And Russia started rising to defend itself. And then you had the great 9-11 uh, false flag attacks of New York. And I think any scientist and architect and engineer and any reasonable researcher can conclude based on the body of evidence that overwhelmingly 9-11 was a fraudulent, self-engineered, uh, dramatic uh, conspiracy using a nuclear weapon in the Twin Towers. And we know this Building 7 came down at free fall speed. And we know... The, the, the Pentagon didn't suffer a plane crashing into it. I know that because I saw it with my own eyes when I was driving past it. But then the 9-11 event, uh, the great 9-11 event, false flag psychological operation by the Project of New American Century was unleashed. And that set us on this course mm -hmm. of seven countries in five years. And uh, we were we were really just speeding out of control, conquering Afghanistan, Iraq, <clears throat> Libya, Syria. And that's where I kind of came in when my time in the army uh, as you know, doing the terrorist financing analyst of uh, the shell game of Union Bank of Switzerland, Switzerland, HSBC, 
the Clinton Foundation, uh, the Department of Justice, the Biden-Obama administration, and how they're using Swiss banks to finance black operations in Libya, Syria, Iraq, and elsewhere. And uh, based on all of this this cacophony of death and destruction and uh, you know godlessness that that uh, uh, Bush and Obama uh, were were trying to advance and Hillary Clinton right the Queen White Witch that was turning everyone into frozen statues uh, everyone was fearful of that and uh, we know they were stealing the elections before that but Absolutely. Donald Trump arose out of those ashes or at least he seems to have arose out of those ashes and people. Uh, seem to have put him into office. And I know they tried to steal the election, and there's all sorts of defensive countermeasures that stopped them from doing that. But nevertheless, Donald Trump was established as president. And he, you know, instantly is when the deep state counteracted with the Russia hoax. They went after Flynn. I was the one who basically got Flynn out of jail, too, because I connected with his brother and Sidney Powell Mm -hmm. and reported to them the details of Covington and Burling, his law firm that was misrepresenting him and trying to take a plea deal. And I said, this law firm is implicated in uh, terrorist financing with the Clinton Foundation and the Clintons and the Obamas, and he's got to fire them. And he did. He fired them, and he hired Sidney, and Sidney contacted me, and I gave her information. And the next thing you know, he was released from jail because the Department of Justice didn't want it exposed that they had an incestuous relationship between themselves and Kellner, uh, the the attorney representing Flynn at Covington and Burling. So that's another story. But if it wasn't for me getting this material to to uh, Flynn, his brother, and Sydney, uh, Flynn would be a dead man. They would have killed him in jail, like uh, they've done so many others. Mm-hmm. But uh, Trump kind of uh, you know navigated these waters, and you had the Russia hoax, you had the Mueller probe, you had uh, you know the 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 kicking out of RT. You're making Russia again this big uh, enemy. And uh, another thing to remember, too, is between 2005 and 2000 and, uh, well, pr- currently, you have bioweapons chemical labs that were established in Ukraine. And these biochemical weapons labs were producing animal-to-human transmissions with Moderna and Pfizer and Merck and all these big pharmaceutical companies. I've seen the documentation. Hmm. And uh, they were developing weapons that would be used against the Slavic DNA and uh, – they also transmitted that research that they were doing in the biochemical labs. And there's a program called Death Factories that I participated in that details all of this. But they then sent this material that they were researching to Fort Detrick and then also Wuhan. So there's a direct correlation to the COVID-19 outbreak and what they were developing in the Ukrainian U.S. bioweapons labs that were originally started under the Defense Intelligence Agency uh, one of the metabiota organizations was originally called Global Viral Forecasting Institute before it changed its name to Metabiota and then quickly started being funded by Rosemont Seneca that had Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines and all of these uh, sons of the most corrupt politicians in America uh, participating in. So the, the, the labyrinthian connection of this octopus is, is very, very much there. And I've been on Russian television talking about this too. So they know where all the bodies are buried. They know what the U S has been doing and specifically Obama and, and Biden and, uh, <clears throat> all that jazz. But, uh, they, they did this biochemical labs and then, uh, you know, they, that was one of the reasons that Russia went into Ukraine. But, uh, before this Ukraine thing, of course, you've got, 
the the great 2019, the harassment of Trump. But then you've got this COVID-19, Fauci, false mm-hmm. flag, coordinated <laughs> election hoax, uh, fake balloting, you know, drop boxes, this whole concerted suspension of the election so that they could infiltrate it, corrupt it and uh, manipulate it for a a predetermined outcome, which was uh, removal of Trump and the election of the walking zombie Joe Biden, who doesn't even know who his name is, who statistically it's absolutely impossible for him to have garnered the votes that he did. But nevertheless, they they overthrew the election. And I was back in November of 2020, part, part of Trump's analytical team. I was with a group of cyber operators and researchers and military people and uh, Giuliani and all sorts of colorful figures were back there. And um, we, we, we saw the election hoax. I also saw firsthand intelligence that was coming to me from parties inside. I'll remain anonymous, but I had documents from the AFL-CIO that were outlining what they were planning to do between September and January of, of uh, 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 2020. And this was nothing short of domestic terrorism. This was nothing short of uh, senior executive service federal employees coordinating operations to capture the capital, to block streets, to engage mm-hmm. in civil disturbances. Millie Weaver that was back there with us had exposed a lot of that. She did some wonderful work and had cyber operators infiltrating these secret Zoom calls that mm-hmm. federal employees were participating in, planning on disruptions and all sorts of chaos and, and riots and things like that. We reported all of this in November of 2020, and we we prayed and we petitioned and we were we were pleading with President Trump to uh, invoke uh, military operations, special military operations, to to cease and, and capture all of this, to go after the states in play, the counties in play that had been targeted. And uh, for whatever reason, none of that happened. He didn't do any of the things that we wanted him to do. And as a result, he was stabbed in the back. He was betrayed. They they pretended uh, this January 6th event happened, you know, with FBI informants and, and other thugs. And uh, they they overthrew, you know, allegedly overthrew President Trump and put in the puppet Biden. And from that. You know, again, the COVID-19 thing is the gift that keeps on giving because all of our constitutional rights were violated. No Mm -hmm. one is a right to shut down a church. No one is a right to shut down a business. No one is a right to say you're essential and you're not. This isn't Nazi Germany. This is the United States of America where the Constitution is the law of the land and our rights are inviolable and unalienable. Uh, yet it was conveniently forgotten. And uh, th- that's, I think, when the real revolution started occurring, because many of us knew this was this was uh, a terrible uh, thing that was happening. But uh, you, you had these Democrats, you know, becoming like petty tyrants. Look at what's happened to Australia and Canada and elsewhere where you really have godless petty tyrants. But they were they were starting to do that in America. And uh, I think a lot of that's been rectified. But then. You've got Fauci and the vaccine, and the, the, the vaccine itself is the death story that keeps talking yep. with yep. Uh, heart inflammations and brain fog and infertility and people with blood clots like big rubber worms coming out of their arms and their nose. This is, this is the death shot, and yet uh, people have been pushed into getting it. And the, the, I've, I mean, it's amazing 
that how many people have, have ran down this road. And as a result, I think you're going to have a genocide and a death wave that occurs in this country, but also elsewhere uh, in the next year where you could have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people dying, uh, you know, slow uh, uh, um, uh, Alzheimer, dementia, riddled mental breakdown deaths. So all of this was done, of course, in 2020. And Trump masquerades it as warp speed. I've got some real problems with Trump in this whole uh, uh, COVID-19 thing because it, it can be hung around his le- neck like a rubber tire. He That's very right. easily, we wrote an executive order for, for him back in 2020 saying uh, the president needs to come on the stage and say no American will ever be forced to get a vaccine. No American will ever be forced to artif- you know, inject themselves with an experimental substance. It's against the Nuremberg Code. It's against the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. It's against the Constitution. It's against natural law. He didn't do that. So I've got a big problem with that because we've we've seen a complete collapse of society ever since. And, and this is just the beginning. I mean, you've probably seen these walking zombie retards who wear four masks and scream at you like you're, you know, the devil himself, if you're not wearing a mask or you don't submit, uh, you know, that that for the last year, this hysteria that was, uh, you know, try, shutting down schools. There's a report I was talking with Jim Fesser yesterday that's coming out in Britain, how severely mentally stunted the children are yeah. in Britain. They can't even recite their own names. And uh, it is a, a terrible retardation and and uh destruction of western civilization so we've we've entered this storm this full of glass and metal and and uh you know shit that has just totally torn us up as a as a society and uh you know is there light at the end of the tunnel short of a civil war revolutionary war i i think that's the only thing that's going to break us out of this by by uh, you know chopping off the leprous gangrene limbs of American society and other society that are just gone that are yep. that are you know full of death and madness I I don't want any part of them so I think the country is going to be breaking up you see that in people moving to Florida and elsewhere they're getting the hell out of California now because they they want a safe place they want normalcy they they don't want this hysteria and wokeism of course is is the other plague that is uh, afflicted uh, our society in the last couple of years so we're in, we're in a, a very uh difficult position and and you know no amount of america and f16s flying over super bowls or or indy 500 car races or waving the america flag none of this delusional patriotism is going to uh, preserve the law and culture of, of American constitutional freedom and liberties and stuff. The only thing that'll do that is blood, sh- blood, sweat, tears, and war, civil war, revolutionary war. Uh, and that doesn't mean necessarily going to violence, but it means carving out the boundaries and not yep. letting those boundaries by, be violated by drag queens coming to library hour or things of that nature. And, and it, it, I mean, it, it most people don't even like to talk about this and think about this stuff. We have to because it's part of the the uh, the analysis of all of the you know the the foreign substances and toxicity that is trying to seep into the body politic 
that we have to erect uh, countermeasures to. We have to erect, uh, you know, uh, sort of um, uh, antidotes to. We, we have to uh, preserve and protect ourselves from. So that's sort of a short story of where we've come, what's happened to Trump, the election of Joe Biden, the walking retard, the inflation and all the spending. And, uh, you know, you could go into all sorts of things, uh, you know, the, the, the preparations for war, Russia coming into Ukraine. And, of course, let me just say one of the reasons Russia came into Ukraine, of course, and you know this, too, I'm sure, John, mm-hmm. is because for eight years since 2014, since we overthrew the Yanukovych government with an American puppet regime under Poroshenko and then Zelensky, They've been waging a genocide against the eastern Russian people of Ukraine. Old people, women, children in apartment complexes. These gangs of thugs on western Ukraine with Hitler uh, tattoos all over their body and retarded hills have eyes mentalities. I mean, some of the (laughs) dumbest people I've ever come across are Ukrainian western men, and I've known them. Uh, They've been uh, launching a genocide against these poor Russian people in the east. And for eight years, they were doing this. And finally, uh, Putin said, you're not going to back. You're not going to uh, you're not going to uh, follow the Minsk agreements. You're not going to stop this conflict, this war. Uh, and Trump was responsible for a lot of this, too. He was sending weapons and proud of it instead of being smart, being a smart diplomat, as he should have. I know he's got idiots like Pompeo and Bolton and Sessions, and I don't forgive him for that either. It's like, Jesus, how dumb are you to have the worst pieces of garbage around you in the presidency? And this piece of, you know, garbage pedophile Pence, I mean, Trump was not playing with a full deck having these people in there. And I don't, you know, well, you know, it's Q, it's, he had to bring his enemies close. I don't buy any of that. I don't buy a bit of that mess. (laughs) So, that's why Putin went into Ukraine and he's been winning and destroying the, the Asimov right wing battalions ever since. My old boss, Eric Olson, was captured in Mariupol. Uh, there's a group called Spirit of America. I'm the only one that's exposed this, but there's a group called spiritofamerica.org. And if you look at that group, you can Google it and it should be up there still unless they've taken it down because they know they've been exposed. But Spirit of America is this 501c3 that's been dedicated to information warfare against Russia in Ukraine. And it's got James Mattis. It's got H.R. McMaster. It's got Ambassador Taylor, who was the big tall guy who testified at Trump's impeachment about Ukraine. It's got a, 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 a lawyer for Perkins Coy. Lawyer from Perkins Coy, that's the one that engineered the Russia hoax. Of course, Admiral Olson, my old boss at Special Operations Command, who introduced the whole homosexual, transgender, feminine takeover of special operations. Oh my God. Uh, also was the one who threw me under the bus when I was filing reports about the Clinton Foundation's role in financing terrorism. All of these bastards are part of this group, Spirit of America, and uh, Russian television has... Had it on. Look at this group, Spirit of America. Mr. Bennett, what do you say about this? And I hang them all out to dry. I said, yeah, McMaster, Mattis, Olson, all these bad guys are are the scum of the earth, and they're the heart of the deep state. This is the military think tank of the deep state, Spirit of America. So they've captured a lot of these guys. So what you're going to see now over the next six months is Russia being militarily victorious, I think and I've said and recommended that you have a military coup uh, takeover in Ukraine where the military officers in Ukraine overthrow Zelensky 
and establish a, a peaceful relationship with Russia. And you'll have a neutral, three different zones in Ukraine, the Western Nazi that the Polish can have and the D Germans can deal with. Then you've got the neutral middle and then you've got Odessa, Mariupol, Crimea, Donetsk and Lugansk and all of that. Uh, so I think Russia is going to clean house. But on, on top of that, if you, I'll just end it like this. Here's the cherry. <laughs> uh, Europe has completely lost its mind. It's cut its nose off despite its face. It's stopping oil. It's stopping natural gas. It's stopping Russian fertilizer. And they're going to have a famine. They're going to be burning horse manure. They're going to freeze. They're going to die. You're going to have a massive uh, uprising in Europe from these minority migrants that have come from Africa and the Middle East because of the U.S. destruction of the Middle East, destruction of Libya. We floated all these savages across the Mediterranean up into France and Britain and Scandinavia and Germany. Now they're going to start popping like popcorn kernels when the, you have massive social unrest and economic breakdown because the Europeans have have said, no, we don't want anything to do with Russian products. And the Russians are saying, fine, we'll sell it to India. We'll sell it to China. We'll sell it to South Africa. And <laughs> Europe is going to be left wearing burlap and sackcloth and ashes. And Biden's going to be twiddling his thumb looking for the next 10-year-old girl to snip. Oh, so geez. short of that, short of a revolution... Western civilization with its rainbow flags and its vaccinated COVID-19, I think the, the entire society is either right for a complete house of cards fall or uh, at least portions of it. But, you know, with conservatives rising up in uh, certain states and uh, hopefully reversing this this trend. But it's yeah. it's sort of a, a, a little bit of a dark way to look at the tr the, the reality. But I I. I you know, I don't think there's any other truthful way to say it. Wow. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but since you mentioned the Ukraine, I know there's a lot of people that don't even know what the devil you just said. If you could amplify a little bit why Russia is even in the Ukraine in the first place, because I think the narrative gets often framed here in the United States is those poor Ukrainians, these Russians just out of nowhere, they were just minding their own business and the russians just ran over their border like you know they're always comparing it to to hitler going to poland or something like that and you've got these giblet heads with the ukraine flag and i don't think they could even find the ukraine on a flipping map so i mean what we get is the narrative of this bully totalitarian dictator just you know it's hitler 2.0 it's only a matter of time before before uh, Russia just goes all the way to Spain, I guess, and, and hops the, the channel there to Great Britain. We're looking at Hitler 2.0. What are we what are we really seeing? <laughs> if you put your they live well, glasses on, why is Russia there in the first place? As a conservative, I can say with authority, and I've watched Putin and I've listened to his speeches and I've seen uh, uh, you know Russian Duma parliamentary discussions and conferences and stuff – and as a conservative Christian man, I can say this. Vladimir Putin is the only political leader who has said wokeism is a crime against humanity. Trying to tell little children that they should take hormone blockers, that they should cut off their penis or glue on a dildo and call themselves girls or call themselves boys or boys should should swim and run in girls races and, and you know, uh, all that jazz. 
and drag queens should be brought in and the National Association of Man Boy Love, you know, mm-hmm. NAMBLA. NAMBLA. That, you know, that's how we should have in our culture. Russia and Putin are the only ones to say this is sick, this is perverted, this is a crime against humanity. The West is trying to destroy the concepts of the nuclear family and mother and father. And we as Russians, we as the Russian government are going to never accept that. We are a conservative traditional values country and government and culture. And I was amazed and I was surprised and delighted because I thought, God, I wish our own leaders would say that. I wish we had men and women in Britain and Germany and Scandinavia and France and Canada that would say that. Instead, we've got this this, uh, you know, group of seven dwarves from Macron and Johnson and and uh, Merkel and, uh, uh, you know, all of them in, in G7, just full of rainbow flags and political correctness and wokeism. So I say conservatively, Russia and Putin are a conservative family values, traditional Christian nation and culture. That's a very good thing. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But to shift to the Ukraine geopolitics, where people may be uh, a little bit ignorant of the historicity behind this, remember that when the Soviet Union broke up, America aggressively started to piecemeal, peel away all of these satellite countries from Russia's orbit. So you had, uh, you know, all the former Soviet states, Latvia, Lithuania, mm-hmm. Slovakia, well, you had the Czech Republic, you know, Czechoslovakia break up into Slovakia and the Czech Republic, uh, Hungary, uh, you know, uh, Serbia, all these countries that had been formerly parts of the Soviet Union were now being aggressively uh, captured into NATO. And Ukraine was a big part. And Ukraine had uh, historical value from World War II with its, you know, its wheat and bread baskets and oil reserves and things like that. So the U.S. went into Ukraine early on and began tweaking and twisting and manipulating its uh, political relationship with Russia. And it started engaging in uh, sabotage, color revolutions by infecting uh, and and brainwashing the population with aggressive anti-Russian hysteria, you know, blaming, you know, Russian for all sorts of phantom menaces. 2005, we're sending in uh, election people to manipulate the election and and coerce it away from Russia. Uh, Ukraine under Yanukovych was was not inclined to go the way of the European Union because of the homosexual, lesbian, gay, transgender political um, uh, requirements that the EU had. Well, you have to recognize gay marriage. You have to recognize all this stuff. And Ukraine said no. We we're not going to go that way. We are Russian Christian Orthodox people. And when they did that, that's when they overthrew Yanukovych and they put in Poroshenko. They overthrew it with Victoria Nuland and John McCain and all these Americans, Western politicians that went over there and did the coup d'etat. And then from that, you had a juggernaut of Nazis, uh, you know, the who overthrew the government and the government fled. Uh, they start going around burning Maidan, killing people, killing Russians. Uh, that's when you had Crimea uh, separate and say, we are not recognizing this uh, overthrown, you know, this new government because it's a coup d'etat. It's a Western puppet. Same happened in Donetsk and Lugansk. They said, we're not recognizing this government. We're independent of this. And as a result, Eastern Ukraine, or I'm sorry, Western Ukraine, the, the West dominated 
started a uh, U.S. motivated, uh, uh, you know, anti-separatist uh, crackdown, you know, civil war. And Ukraine started fighting ever since. So 2014, the U.S. motivated eastern Ukraine to aggressively and fanatically start murdering, killing, bombing and destroying into submission the eastern Russian portions of Ukraine. And they did that for eight years. So this did not start with Russia. This started with America. It started with the eastern Ukraine, the puppet regime. It started with John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Victoria Nuland. They also wanted to keep their bioweapons labs that had been planted in Ukraine since 2005. That was another reason that they overthrew Yanukovych and the, and the Ukrainian government, because the Ukrainian government was saying, we want these labs out of our country. We don't want them here because they had been killing Ukrainians, using experimentations on Ukrainian soldiers, you know, developing the plague, developing uh, uh, diseases that could be infected into fleas and ticks and then planted onto birds. And then migratory birds would fly up into Russia or portions where they had targeted. This was the gene biological chemical weapons violation that the West was doing. This is, you know, being presented to the United Nations. It's a violation of all sorts of treaties. Uh, but this is what the West was doing. And there's a and paper trail for all this, I'm thinking, right? Yes. There's a big paper trail. Yeah, it's all documented. You can see everything. I mean, it's amazing the the, the amount of, of evidence that's been acquired. You see all the companies. You see uh, all the, gov the Ukrainian government ministries paid for by CIA, of course, uh, allowing all these bioweapon chemical labs like the Lugar Institute. There was uh, 46, last time there was a count, there were 46 of these facilities, some bigger than others, but uh, they were they were all uh, doing biological chemical weapons. That's where Victoria Newland was caught when Marco Rubio asked her a question, and she had to admit that they did have, quote, facilities. Well, that's an easy way to say, well, the facilities – you know, manufacture stuff, and then we hand it off to the to the Merck and the and the Pfizer and the military. So we don't manufacture the weapons; they do. We just provide them the gunpowder, and they load it into bullets. Well, yeah. you know, let's let's say who Peter and Paul really are. So th this is how Ukraine started, and was watching the Ukrainian Eastern military beginning to prepare for a major offensive against Donetsk and Lugansk, uh, and that was when Russia recognized the independence of these two regions, signed an alliance with them, and then instantly uh, went into these areas uh, that were independent of Ukraine, went into these areas and began counterattacking the Nazi uh, eastern Ukraine militias and military that had been genociding the Russians for eight years and outlawing the Russian language. I mean, they, they had done some Nazi terrible stuff that, mm -hmm. that Americans have no clue about. So that's how Ukraine started was a Western coup d'etat to preserve biological chemical weapons experimentation and a, a long term agenda of war against Russia through a proxy. The proxy was Ukraine and thinking that Russia was just going to take it. And instead, Russia counteracted and has decimated all of the Ukrainian military because they've got far superior weapons. And as a result, you're going to see uh, Russia, I think, completely eradicate all of Ukraine. Zelensky's a dead man walking. 
but they're being very careful not to, you know, destroy Kiev or the civilian areas. They they've not bombed water plants or electrical plants or anything like that. They've they've just went after the military. Uh, and but they've said if Ukraine and the West start bombing Russia or you know flying missiles up into Moscow or things like that, then you're going to have a serious World War III situation because Russia will will annihilate any Western NATO country that that is facilitating a, a larger expansion against Russia. So that's how Ukraine started, and I think it's it's uh, probably going to end in the next. Uh, you know, matter of weeks and months because, you know, Ukraine doesn't have anything left. Even all the military weapons and stuff they've sent there, the, 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 you know, the people there, the soldiers there, they don't even know how to turn these things on. And the mm -hmm. moment they do uh, is when, what you know, Russia targets them and annihilates them. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a futile uh, exercise by Ukraine. Wow. I mean, I've sort of thought of it this way for a long time, but it's kind of the same thing that America seems to always do, where we, if you want to go back to Mosaddegh or Iran-Contra or, or any puppet leader we've ever put in, and we go in and destabilize the country, we feed them arms and armed rebel groups and all this kind of mess, and then, oh, lo and behold, <laughs> this leader's out, this new leader's in who wants to play ball with the U.S. or wants to play ball with NATO or what have you, and... Oh, it's all French fries and democracy. Don't worry about it, America. We're doing good. <laughs> well, and, and then it comes into the currency war. So you have a kinetic war. You have a diplomatic war. You have an economic war. You have an information war. And uh, the information war, you know, really we're suffering because we're getting nothing but propaganda from the retard channels, CNN, MSNBC, Oberman, you know, Rachel Maddow, all these idiots. But – the, the real currency war is about to start, too, with the, the BRICS uh, nations getting a, uh, a new reserve currency to replace the dollar. And if you have multiple nations uh, discarding the dollar, dumping the dollar, you really have the potentiality of an economic collapse in the West. And it's all been fueled by our militant aggression against the rest of the world. So that's the next shoe to drop is the economic uh, replacement of the dollar is the world's currency. Uh, there's been gold-backed, uh, you know, a reserve currency in the BRICS nations that's gold-backed. That could happen. And if you have China, Russia, and India uh, as the predominant nations supporting a uh, new global reserve currency, I think you're going to see Europe, in the interest of self-preservation, uh, one day just forget about the U.S. You know, go, who? What? Well, uh, America, yeah, well, I, we don't know what happened to them. We're now friends with Russia. Yeah. We're now friends with India. We're now friends with China because we want to live. We don't want to freeze to death, and we want to eat something other than sawdust and mice. And that's where the inevitable economic life of Europe is inclining because what does America have but paper money, bombs and bullets and, and war, and wokeism? Uh, in, uh, not much else, uh, unfortunately, because we've we've supplanted and destroyed our own education system, our own manufacturing base. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made. Mike Adams has made it, and others have too. America has been set up for a massive takedown, uh, you know, and it's just uh, a matter of time because all of these forces are hitting us at the same time. Now, can we fight out of it? Of course. 
we are we are individual representatives of the American spirit. We don't back down. We we fight to the death, and we believe in conservative, godly values and education. And and we're we're in the process of vomiting out from our culture all of this uh, you know perversion and toxicity. And I think a, a you know a, a symbol of that was the two cases that the Supreme Court ruled on. Uh, not that I love the court in any way or or the corruption of the courts, but I agree with the philosophical orientation that, uh, you know, the, 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 the federal abortion ban, which I think has been drenching this country in death and misery and spiritual uh, blackness for a long time, that's seemingly being eradicated and giving it back to the states. And that's a democratic expression. If people don't want abortion in their state, uh, they should have a right to say, no, not in our state. Go mm-hmm. somewhere else. And uh, the right to keep and bear arms with this, the court recognizing that the Second Amendment is your right to carry. Your concealed carry permit <laughs> is the it. Second Amendment, and no one can stop you from from uh, protecting yourself and defending yourself. A celebrity doesn't have a right to a concealed carry permit, and you don't. There's equality under the law, and the law and the Constitution says you have a right to keep and bear arms to defend yourself. And I think that's a... That's a major case that all all police and all freedom-minded people should appreciate. And I think you'll have a drop in crime, a severe drop in crime, because the more people are armed, the safer people are on the street, and uh, you know the less bad guys are going to be predators. That's a fact. I mean, I was thinking about this as we're sort of tying these loose ends together with – um, America imperialism. I don't know where, where we go all over the world and take down this nation to put up that one. But I've been thinking about this, and I don't have the meme pulled up, but there was a great one recently that showed how how you would go about warfare in another country. You would take out the infrastructure. You would cause uh, discord among the populations. You would try to win hearts and minds, all these different things. But, I mean, it was it was a mirror of what's going on here in this nation, the United States. So I feel like they've sort of taken all those weapons and tactics. They haven't used the weapons quite yet, but the tactics most assuredly. I think they're using their brown shirts with Antifa, BLM, and the rest to sort of carry forth uh, sort of the lightweight tactics right now. But, I mean, they're using all these tactics that have been used in all these other, uh, bad way of saying it, but throw world bleep holes. And they're bringing them here, and I don't think the American people are kind of realizing, oh, yeah, gas is darn near 10 bucks a gallon in, in parts of the country, and, you know, cereals, 8 bucks, 10 bucks a box, and, I mean, they're doing all these different things, but I don't think the average person sort of recognizes it as, oh, dang, like, we're up, we're about waist deep in the, in the stuff right now, and I don't know wh- where we're going to realize we're in the stuff at, at neck deep or, or ear deep, I don't know, but... I mean, what do you think about this? Well, I think there is a return to anti-federalism and local uh, local authority and local uh, jurisdiction. I think this is the the result when everyone becomes painfully uh, aware of the dysfunctionality of the federal government and these fake garbage people like Pelosi and Schumer and Romney and Lindsey Graham and half of these lunatics and and uh cowards and and beta males and traitors you got you AOC know, and and Mad oh. Maxine calling for we're not going to take it and we're going to you know bleep the supreme court basically we're going to do what we want and I was like oh. 
<laughs> people people are not going to tolerate it, and I think we're on a threshold of violence of of not out of control violence, but I mean assassin violence, where people are going to uh, quietly say. If I see a BLM uh, riot group coming through my neighborhood or my country club or coming through my street and and getting ready to throw Molotov cocktails at at windows and and uh, you know shops, uh, I'm just going to run them over. I'm just going to kill them. I'm going to shoot them. That's where people are going because they're not going. They can't afford to have their coffee shop burned down because they've been out of business. They're barely keeping their head above water, and I I think people. Because of the dysfunctionality and the fraud of Biden, because of uh, the, the the hubris of wokeism and the and the this aggressive hysterical left wing maniacy that we've watched over four years, this hasn't just been the last few months. We've seen this since Trump was elected. These blue haired, multiple piercing, pale scumbags who work at Starbucks going and, and uh, you know, defecating in the streets or breaking windows or yelling and screaming at old people at, uh, as they sit around, you know, having dinner. We've seen the videos of these mm-hmm. people, you know, being violent. I don't think people are going to tolerate that anymore. So you that's why you had like Sheriff Grady. Uh, and I was doing a show on American Media Periscope before. And I've since broken off uh, broadcasting with them because of this incident. And I'm in the in the beginning of legal suit against them for embezzlement and stuff because I had complimented Sheriff Grady in his statement. If you come into our town to do harm or kill our children or burn our we will shoot you graveyard dead. <laughs> and I said, I applaud that. I agree with that. And I think the American people agree with that. They're not going to tolerate their children or their towns or their businesses being burned or, or killed or shot up. They're going to demand sheriffs and posses and, and citizen defense groups, which is consistent with the Constitution and the historical origination of the sheriff. If you look at the book of sheriffs and constables, I, I have a copy from 1849, hmm. and uh, none of that is fundamentally changed. But the sheriffs uh, are the chief law enforcement officer of the county in their states, and the sheriff is the absolute law authority, and he can assemble a posse and a militia to defend against chaos, defend against rabble, including FBI, ATF, BLM. No federal agency can come into a county outside of a sheriff's permission, and the Hmm. sheriff can stop all of that. And the sheriff needs to stop all of that. So there are no red flag laws that can be instituted. And if the sheriff doesn't stop uh, uh, ATF or FBI from coming in doing a red flag law, then that sheriff needs to be removed because he's violating his oath. He's depriving a citizen of their rights under 18 U.S. Code 241 and 242, deprivation of rights under color of law. That's like saying, I'm going to deprive you of your rights based on a red flag law. No, red flag laws are unconstitutional. The courts have ruled on that already. Of course, Biden and Schumer and Pelosi are so mindlessly gone, they don't care. And they're so, you know, saturated with arrogance and hubris. Uh, And they're even saying that, well, we're encouraging protests around America over, uh, you know, the, the whole Supreme Court abortion. Really? You mm-hmm. want to you want to encourage protests? Because I'll tell you how this is going to end. You're all dead and conservatives are going to be the ones standing over your bodies saying, OK, now we've got peace in the streets. 
that's where this will go because people are not going to tolerate this again. But in any case, I wanted to finish what I was doing a, a show on Sheriff Grady. I got a call from J John Michael Chambers, who since went a little left and said, we're we're pulling your show and suspending because we don't want to incite riots. We don't want to incite violence. We don't want to lose our freedom. We don't want the Department of Justice coming after us because of what you're saying. And I said, we are in a war. We are in a civil war and an information war. And people need to be encouraged that they have a right to shoot graveyard dead lunatics that come in to kill their children. Yep. And it's not inciting violence. It's the observation of a sheriff's stated policy. Sheriff Grady didn't share his opinion. He shared the policy of his office when he said, we will shoot you graveyard dead. This is the last thing you're going to see. That's not his opinion. That is his policy. And I said, this is the policy all American sheriffs should have. That's how it was in 1860, you know, 1870. And that's what guarantees you don't have lunatics allegedly coming into school, shooting the place up or, or doing any of this stuff. You, 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 you can't go and give chocolate chip cookies and counseling to these blue haired lunatics who've been on lithium and all sorts of mental mood medications since they were five years old. They're damaged, destroyed schizophrenics. That's right. The only thing you can do is protect your children and your family and your shop from the bad behavior that the Democrat liberal leftists have created. They've created these Frankenstein monsters, not conservatives. Now, the conservative churches have allowed it. Mm -hmm. They haven't stood up and said, this is a poison to our society. Instead, they've been game show hosts, you know, talking yep. about nonsense, but, you know, getting money in their pews. But that's how we're going. We're seeing uh, patriots that you thought were real, like John Michael Chambers, American Media Periscope, completely buckling and folding on the, under the pressure of Merrick Garland and such. So I say that because people need to be very discerning uh, as they move forward and cleave to uh, real conservative leaders and voices that are not afraid to say the hard, brash, uh, you know, sandpaper grit things such as shoot graveyard dead domestic terrorists. These are not confused people. These are domestic terrorists paid for by George Soros, where do they get their bricks? Where do they get their money? Where do they get their bus tickets to come into Wisconsin and Kenosha and all that? And people should be prepared for new Kyle Rittenhouse situations. And I would always say as a former soldier, I, don't, I wouldn't wait around to file a police report. I wouldn't wait around to uh, answer questions. If I had to shoot and scoot, I would do exactly that. I would shoot to defend myself and get out of the get out of harm's way. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be sick sick around to file paperwork. That's I think where we're going if the left tries to provoke a a hostile summer of outrage, you know, based on this uh, you know, this um Supreme Court ruling and stuff. But let me just say I don't even think that's going to happen, John, because the COVID-19 vaccine and everybody who's got it their mm -hmm. minds are slowly melting like crayons on a hot plate. 100%. They do not have the capability of even thinking clearly anymore. So the, the whole population that took this vaccine are just melting and succumbing into a slow, uh, comatose, Alzheimer, dementia, uh, uh, 
you know, mental fog. And Mikovits and Tenpenny and all the doctors and scientists that have been talking about this, you know, have, have, have said it very clearly. So there, there's an ominous wave of, of uh, mental and physical death that's also coming upon this country, which doesn't bode well for our southern border or our military or our police that are tasked with defending our, our, our borders from invasion. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I, I wanted to talk about before you had to go is the, the COVID psyop because i've often referred to this as the greatest psyop since 9-11 because it sort of got all the same sort of things done except even more because with 9-11 you saw oh we got tsa oh now you get to get molested at the airport by a stranger because they wear a special shirt and badge and now you got to go through a body scanner and all this other jibber jabber and with the covid psyop i mean they were able to push in so much insanity and I wasn't the first person to cover this, but I covered this early on because I pulled up um, the work of Albert Bitterman. I've looked at his work a lot and the Bitterman coercion chart. You probably know more about this than me, I, I assure you. But I pulled up this chart and I was going, well, huh. I mean, if I was running this op and I was masterminding this thing, it sure looks like they're following the stinking chart. I mean, I, I got it pulled up here. We got uh, monopolization of perception. Well, you can only have the perception of the approved media because if you're Dr. Tenpenny or the others, no, you can't be on here and you got threats. Well, you can't come here unless you wear the slave shackle. Mm -hmm. And then you got exhaustion because after two plus years of this, I mean, it's it's very akin to what Bitterman was talking about with the POWs. They're exhausted. They're, they're mentally broken, much like the MK Ultra mind control, and they're more perceptive to do whatever you want. Sure, whatever. I'll say whatever you want. Just let me out of this bamboo cage. That's great. I mean, occasional indulgences, and we can go on down the line, but I feel bad for so many of those people that took the vaccine. I mean, I've got extended family that I warned them. I was like, don't take this. They weren't knowledgeable of most of the things you and I were, so I kind of gave them the, here's the the gloss over of why you shouldn't take this. I'm not going to belabor these points and these were conservatives for heaven's sakes i was like please yeah. don't take this you're you know i won't say who they were but yeah, yeah i love you your family extended or not i don't want you to take this because i know what's coming down lo and behold we want to go to the movies again we want to go to the game again i'm like there's that occasional indulgences thing again so i mean i don't think we've even scratched the surface of the the direct damage and the collateral damage that we're going to see from this because it's the blue-haired fruit bats, but also it's the conservatives that were just like, we want to get out of the house again. We're, we haven't seen our grandkids in three years because their grand, their, their children were communist fruit bats. And they said, Oh, you can't see grandma again. We're afraid. You, you, you got your slave shackle on. Did you get sex vaccines? Okay. You'll, you'll wear the shower curtain and some hazmat suit gloves and we may let you touch the grandkids. I mean, these people are like the essence of SS true believers. I mean, it's, it's scary, but um, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this really, except for now we're seeing Biden and the usual talking heads saying, Oh, well in a couple months we'll see monkeypox again. And then all the, the good little slaves will get in line for their sl slave shackle and their vaccine and so, and so, and so, and so. Well, you said it very eloquently, John. Uh, you you recaptured the the original, and I, I I 
<clears throat> I think the best way to really uh, define and articulate both the, the menace and the solution is is uh, you know to 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 shame. That's the problem in our entire society is we have failed to appreciate the value of shaming bad behavior, shaming bad attitudes, shaming sloth and laziness and cowardice. And I know I, I've got a particular, you know, sensitivity to it. I was raised in a very Scottish home, and that was, you know, part of the, you know, the robust roaring of my relatives. You always shame on that. No, we don't exactly. do that. You know, all, there was never a leftist liberal in my entire gene pool. They just they were shamed. Not at all. That bloody uh, don't even listen to those daft fools. So I was grown up with appreciation for shaming. The, the the leftist you know sympathizers and communists uh, 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 you know all that nonsense but we've lost that out of well we don't want to be politically incorrect well we don't want to shame and the Ugh. churches have gone down that road well we're open to everybody no you and the military like you mentioned that is going down that road and when you go that you're you go down the road of death and that's where this country has gone down so it's been the elimination of shame that softened and weakened our philosophical spiritual immune system that kept all of this garbage and nonsense at bay. It kept us rigid. It kept us at attention. It kept us firm and manly and defending our women uh, and, 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 and cherishing women and marriage and family and, and the traditional roles of wife and mother as the preservative of the home and the manliness of the, the breadwinner, the, you know, things of the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. We've allowed that to, to just be stolen from us, and we should be ashamed of it. So shame has a role. But this, uh, this entire thing that you just laid out very eloquently about the monopolization of information and, and uh, the saturation and also guilt tripping, and it's becoming yep. a religion. Well, we're all in it together with all this nonsense you know, trying to homogenize society into, you know, well, we all, we all have to suffer. We all have to give our part. We all have no, to do you, this. Don't you care about all your fellow stuff. man? You got to take this shot for yeah. them. Yeah. And, and the, 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 this has killed the society. And the only way out is really people, you know, putting on the brakes. And I think as a result, you know, they, they, they succumbed and they were captured by this early on. Not all of us. I mean, I, I had a hostility towards this from the very beginning. And, and hostility and aggression and anger, be ye angry but sin not. Mm -hmm. Hostility, anger, and aggression are very good to maintaining a healthy defense against deception and manipulation and intrusion and, and thievery and all the other things that have been done against us. And, and aggression is good because it keeps you on alert. And uh, too many people have sacrificed this. No, well, we're all in it together. No, you no. need to be aggressively opposed to this. And because they weren't, you've had a whole meltdown of society. Now, you've got a lot of people coming out going, wow, we've seen, like you and I, this, we've seen this perversion. And we will never allow this to go this way again. We will never allow our children or our businesses or our churches to be shut down or any of this stuff ever again. We've seen what it is, and we've seen the worst cases in Australia and Canada 
Arthur Pulowski being tortured by these Nazi police, the Canadian truckers being tortured by by for standing up, Australia, these poor souls being thrown into prison camps and lockdown modes. We're going not in America. And the moment police or anybody starts to try and do that in America is the moment you're going to have a lot of dead police. You're going to have a lot of dead politicians because if there's one country and one people that I think still have the grit to stand up and preserve their rights, I hope hopefully it's America. Hopefully it's Americans or at least pockets of them. Uh, but we we have to rise up and say everything that's happened from this COVID-19 psyop has been shameful. It has been deceptive. You've allowed this. You've bought into the Anderson Cooper mainstream media nonsense. You've been manipulated. You've fallen prey. You've fallen victim. Shame on you. Because, see, John, that's what they try and do to you when they look at you going into Costco and not wearing a mask or not doing this or or not. And do you have your vaccine? You can't come in here without a vaccine. I don't talk about my my personal health with you or anybody else. Shame on you. Exactly. That's where we need to go is casting righteous shame and indignation on these these puppets, these these fools who have have gone down this way of religious worship of COVID-19. And never mind this, too, the the physiological effects of this vaccine, as I've said before, is mentally destroying the country, the people who get it. And look at uh, I mean, look at how many people have been going into the hospitals dying. How, what is this transhumanism experiment? What is this thing that they've been putting in people, the graphene oxide that's been slicing up their veins? We had a friend who died. He was bleeding like a sieve because the graphene oxide or whatever that stuff is was shredding his interior uh, arteries and, and veins and such like that. The, the, the whole transhumanism experimentation of turning people, quote, into Klaus Schwab's antennas, mm-hmm. whatever this agenda is, there's nothing wholesome or good about it. It's it's death, and it needs to be completely uh, defended against. And I, I think you're you're going to have to have a breakup of populations in America. I've had relatives mm-hmm. like you that were stupid and got the shot, and they're going to be dead probably in six months to a year. And and part of me says, you know what? You made your choice, and. Uh, I, I, I think you're going to have a lot of people going that well, but we have to, we have to maintain a a firm, uncompromising dedication to healthy living. As Ten Penny said, your body is the temple that God created. You do not despoil it or destroy it or ruin it with an experimental DNA altering vaccine that reprograms your DNA to produce a spike protein that constantly puts your body in distress that overwhelms your immune system and the monkeypox thing i i suspect you're going to have massive outbreaks of shingles and the yeah. traditionally suppressed diseases that your immune system acquires over you know your lifetime you get the measles you get the chickenpox uh those uh in turn are suppressed but when your immune system is destroyed those things flower back up. So you could see a total outbreak of people of shingles, blisters, and all sorts of things that may explain it's not monkeypox, it's the natural boils and, and diseases, infections, and sicknesses 
that your immune system traditionally kept under control, but now that you've destroyed your immune system with a shot, it's all coming out. That's a fact. I mean, if nothing else, I think the last few years, in my opinion anyway, should have given people that perspective that, hey, and I hate to put it like this, but this is as blunt as like, this is the enemy and this is not. I mean, the, the, the dividing lines are very clear. And I think the most recent nonsense with this infatuation with all things trans and drag and everything else, and now we see the mobs of roaming uh, lunatics with the Roe versus Wade decision. I mean, if nothing else, I think these things should clearly delineate this is the enemy and this is not. I mean, I've said this before. You have to identify the scum and distance yourself from it. I mean, you don't go walking around blindfolded in a backyard where you got two Great Danes. That's just dumb. You identify the problem and get the bleep away from it. And I hope and pray that people have those eyes to see and ears to hear because, I mean, it's it's getting really sick out there with what I just see as people sacrificing their kids to these these demonic creatures at Drag Queen Story Hour and all these different parades and events. I mean, there's so much stuff on here. I won't even play the clips for a second because it's so sick. Yeah. And and I think it sort of plays on the good nature of so many of us because I was listening to something in the other room the other day and, and my wife was like, oh my God, what in the world? And I was like, I know. like This is just the news. This is what's really going on. And and we revolt and just repel from this nonsense because we're not sick and demented. But I mean, like I was saying, I think those lines are coming becoming in in very sharp sharp uh, stark contrast. And we're going to have to start saying, okay, well, sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to the cookout. I'm not going to this family function. I'm not going to this out of the other. If there's going to be the peddling of this sort of mess, because it's it's becoming more and more sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's ultimately where it's going to lead. Are you prepared to defend your children's innocent and their life? Are you prepared to be violent against those forces and people that are trying to violate your children? Are you standing between them and saying, you step one step closer and I'm going to kill you. You step one step closer to harm my child or take her. I'm going to I'm going to take action against you. <sighs> And there has to be, and I don't advocate violence, and I'm not, I'm not wanting any sort of a civil war. But let me tell you something, John. I, from a psyop perspective, these people are mentally incapable of rational decisions. They're gone. They're hmm. demoniacs. Yeah. They are eating bodies in the hills, like Christ's analogy. They are completely turned over to strong delusion to believe a lie. God has turned them over to doing unseemly things. He's he's seared their conscience with a hot iron. And as much as I hope you have a thief on the cross moments where people in their last breaths come to the salvation of Jesus Christ, they, they recognize that I've killed myself with the shot, but I'm giving my life and my eternity to God and praying that he saves me and, and welcome me into your kingdom. As much as I want that for everyone, love your neighbor as thyself. As much as we want that, that's that's God's business, the salvation of the soul. Our business is to preserve and protect and be faithful to to him and his natural law and his commandments and not tolerate poison 
coming into our our organic biological system body community. It's like uh, someone wants to dish a spoonful of feces into your you know chocolate pudding dish. Yeah. No, but it's your duty. You have to take this feces. This is we're all in it together. This is part of wokeism. No, you won't come near me or my uh, my existence with that poison, that death, that toxicity. And well, you're a bigot. Uh, you're a lunatic, yeah. and we need to get aggressively positioned to defend against this corruption because that's what it is. This is political gangrene. This is political, social, spiritual leprosy that is coming in through rainbow flags, gay parades, wokeism, drag queen hour, uh, transgender policies in school, and all of this jazz. People have to go and cleanse their communities beyond this. If that means getting a crew of people going down to your school boards and serving them notice that you you start trying to introduce this stuff into our children, we will take legal action against you. We might even haul you out of your seats and hang you by the tallest tree. It's it's not beyond the pale to think society could go that way because this this is an existential threat. This is this is. This is a, a level of violence, passive aggressive and overt violence that Americans have never seen before. We've been too polite, John. We've yes. been too passive. Yes, We've we allowed have. them, especially, you know, the silly women. Well, you know, gays, we, we want to be tolerant and we want to let them be. And, oh, just, just let them be. That letting them be has allowed this infection to spread out in every policy, every law advanced by the ACLU and all sorts of others to the point now where you got rainbow flags on your high schools or your junior highs. You've got drag queen hour coming to your children. You've got uh, purple haired, uh, fat, overweight, lesbian, single mothers uh, aggressively pushing their boys to be girls or vice versa Mm -hmm. and, and trying to spread this political uh, death to other parents, right? And, and remember that too. These are very violent people in, in a sense. If you oppose their agenda, they will attack and harm you in any way, shape, or form that they can. So we really have to be mature and sophisticated and understand all of this death and all of this madness, you you have to stop it. You have to keep it out from, and a lot of that means taking your kids out of schools too. That's been one of the big advocates for a lot of people. Take your children out of schools. They're beyond repair. Uh, You have to get a a totally new system. Uh, It's like the the, the hospitals, too. You you have to abandon modern medicine because it's not medicine at all. It's all petroleum-based pharmaceutical nonsense. We we have to have a complete great divorce in our American society and our American system. And we, we, you know, that again, that's... That's where, you know, a new civil war, revolutionary war, where communities start to carve out their own enclaves and live in a in a tribalized way. A black, white, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's no ethnicity when it comes to conservative, godly values. You have blacks and whites and Hispanics. We're all sort of if you're conservative, you're in it together. Yeah. If you're on the left side, you're about, you know, tyranny, madness, conformity. Uh, you know, death, and uh, it's 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 a disturbing trend, but it's it, it's a sign too, I think, of God turning His blessing away from this country yes. because of all the evil and the death that we've sown. 
I mean, just the children alone. I'm so happy that at least Roe versus Wade has been given to the states after, you know, 40 plus odd years and 60 plus million. I mean, probably we'll never know the true number, but it's just so sick. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've got how many? Yeah. 70 million was the last statistic I saw. And uh, and it's it's led to a culture of death. And I, you know, I think it's the the great thing that states are going to be uh, carving out. And as a result of this, too, that's the thing. Law creates culture. Uh, when you create law that outlaws certain behavior, that forbids certain behavior, that doesn't allow these sort of, like they could pass laws tomorrow saying there's no drag queen hour at any schools. I think Florida may be doing that, too. Yeah. No, none of this stuff is tolerated in Russia. They don't tolerate any of that. They have laws in their constitution that forbids <laughs> any of the homosexual propaganda against children. They don't allow it anywhere in Russia. That's what needs to happen in, in American communities as a nation as a whole. We should do it immediately, but it needs to happen in communities and states and counties saying none of this will be tolerated. And, uh, then you have, you know, a reversal. When you have healthy law, you naturally have healthy culture, and you can, you can, you know, grow your way out of this. Amen to that. Well, it's been such a wonderful time talking to you today. What's the best way for people to follow Scott Bennett and all things that you're doing? Well, you can go to the website I've got up, which is shellgamewhistleblower.com. Shellgamewhistleblower.com is all of our videos. I've got a Patreon page up there, too, patreon.com slash shellgame. And uh, the, my reports are up on my website, and our, our uh, publisher is lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. So you can Google Shellgame by Scott Bennett and the website and all our videos up there. And we do uh, weekly radio and uh, internet broadcasts. And like I said, I'm on uh, a lot of Russian TV, a lot of Iranian TV, a lot of European Arabic TV as a, a political military commentator. And it's fascinating because it's 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 on non-American media that the truth is allowed to be said, and it's it's not on uh, any uh, any American media that they allow us to you know tell the truth, except shows like yours. So very yeah. thankful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this won't make it to YouTube. They've got me two strikes already. So. <laughs> it's yeah, just I've sad. Well, thank you much. Thank you so much, Scott. Getting tongue tied here. And if you'll stick around for a second, I'll close things up and talk to you off the air at the end. Thanks, John. All right, thank you so much. Wow, folks, that was a lot to get into. So if you missed any of that, if you want to listen to it again, I highly encourage you because this was a wealth of information. Anomicage.com, you can find today's show, the video, the audio, and all the past shows from all the guests as well. So please make sure and do that. Anomicage.com. As I always say, you can't do everything, but you can do something. So please try to get out there, do your part, and make a difference. Be safe out there. I'll be seeing you sooner than later. In the anomic age. Thank you for listening to the anomic age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A N O M I C A G E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the anomic age.
Thank <laughs> you.